produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Welcome to Kind World. I'm Andrea Aswahi. The last couple of weeks, we've been sharing some of our favorite classic Kind World episodes with you on Fridays. Today, we've got another one for you. But this time, we're adding something new to the story. An update. Here's our 2014 story, A Second Mother to Me. I'm Michael Tamboni. I am 18 years old, and I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. In the eighth grade, my mom passed away. My friend's moms tell me that she liked to brag about me a lot. When she passed away, I had to move in with my dad. I love him to death, but he, uh, sometimes he's kind of hard to talk to. She just, like, look at us and then start, like, tearing up and say, I can't believe this happened. I was not always comfortable talking about it, so I would kind of just sit alone and just think about it by myself. My name is Frances Schmitz. I am from St. Louis. Michael is a friend of my son, Vincent. When you lose your mom and what was at the end of his eighth grade year, you have to do a lot of growing up. Those are also the very years that, on one hand, kids are always angry at their parents, and on the other hand, they're constantly leaning on you and going to you. They need you. And Michael, like, like any other young man at that point in time, needs his mom. Uh, I went to an all-boys Jesuit high school. Every year, my school would hold a mother-son mass and breakfast. We would go there early, dress up really nice, uh, just go to mass, and then right afterwards, we'd all meet in the lunchroom for a breakfast. Everyone else was going to that, and I just, if I if my mom was here, I'd definitely go to that too, so just skipped it the first couple years. The whole point with the mother-son breakfast, they make everything about the relationship of a mother and a son and the kind of love and trust that goes with that. Junior year, my, my son and I were going once again. I had noticed Michael hadn't been to any of them, and Vincent was giving me the list of all the people who were going to be there. And, and I said, is Michael going to be there? And Vincent said, no, Mom, but he should be. I remember she called me. And she was saying if it wouldn't be too strange or too sad, she would uh, love to take me to the mother-son mass and breakfast. I jumped on the idea. I got ready, dressed in a coat and tie, and she picked me up from my house. During the whole day at the, the mass and the breakfast and the games and fun that came afterwards, there was never a moment where he looked around and felt sorry for himself for not having Tracy with him, his mom. He, he just held himself with real dignity. They just talked about in the homily more about how much you should appreciate your mothers, just how you should be grateful for them and what they do. At the end, each of the boys was supposed to pull a rose out of the centerpieces and give them to their mother. And both Michael and Vincent handed me a rose. I um, then whispered over to Vincent, go around and get me a bouquet of flowers and meet me in the kitchen. We headed into the kitchen while everybody was getting coats and bags and things, and we put together a bouquet and just very quietly got in the car with it. I'm sure Michael just thought I liked roses. <laughs> and as we were driving home, I said, let's go see your mom. And so we drove to the cemetery, 
and he was very quiet, kind of shocked. Vincent grabbed the bouquet of roses and handed them to Michael and said, this is for your mom. And we walked over to her grave. And we all were there and spent time with her. And then Vince and I stepped back to let Michael have some time with his mom. And that's it. People would always uh, give their condolences and everything. But she took a proactive approach to basically be a second mother to me, and it just meant a lot to me, uh, more than any other act that anyone has done before then. I never met his mother, but I feel I know her because to know the child is to know the mother. And she must have been a very loving, caring woman to raise the children that she did. Um, I actually call her every Mother's Day. I would say, thank you so much. I love you. You are amazing. When someone feels comfortable joining in as part of your family, for me, that is an honor and a privilege. And I will f forever be grateful for Michael for giving me that honor and being someone who will always be a part of my heart. That story was produced by Zach Ezor. After the break, we hear from Michael Tamboni and Francis Schmitz. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Kind World. It's been six years since A Second Mother to Me aired on our show. And just a couple of weeks ago, I caught up with Michael and Francis to see what they've been up to. Michael Tamboni now lives in Omaha, Nebraska, where he's working on his doctorate in occupational therapy at Creighton University. After our episode aired, Michael says he was surprised and excited to hear how much listeners connected to the story. People love hearing about people being loved. Everyone needs that. Everyone has their safety net. And to have that tangible story and to be able to share that with people just makes me happy. Michael was a freshman in college when this story originally aired. He says it helped his new friends understand his past a little better, people who would become part of his chosen family. He hopes the story illustrates the power of that kind of support system. Being able to find people that you can lean on, even if you're not being your best self, just because they love you. I think that's important. But just knowing that there will always be people there to comfort you when you need it, and when you need it, and to love you. I don't know, it's just kind of helped me grow as a person through all these years. Uh, I'd never, I've never felt alone. 
And that is something I'm very fortunate and lucky to have felt. Michael regularly returns to St. Louis to visit his family, and he always tries to see Frances Schmitz. Every time I'm back in town, she, uh, I try to reach out. She reaches out too. She like loves to cook for me, <laughs> which is one of my favorite things is to eat uh, and to see her, obviously. She's just always been super kind. She really cares for me, and that's just been a constant thing. She's been a good role model in my life. Mother's Day isn't official until I've either seen or have heard from Michael. This is Francis. It's an honor being in his life. And I will never take for granted the way Michael shows his love and that he never forgets me. Just like any mom with any of her kids, you want to know how they're doing. You want to share in their good news and their accomplishments. You want to be there when it's not such good news and they need support. After our story aired, Frances says she was touched to hear Michael's words describing the positive effect she had on him because she says he had an even bigger effect on her own life. Even though Frances is a mother of four, she likes to say she's got five kids, including Michael. That you would have this young man who would open his heart. And that had to be hard because every kid misses their mom. And I can't imagine how difficult it was for him not to have her there. So the idea that I could even fill a fraction of that empty space within Michael, that I could be there even in a small way for him, meant everything. She says that this story is a great reminder that our actions, even if they're small to us, can make a huge difference in the lives of others. You just never know how you impact other people's lives. It was nice to know it was such a positive way. Michael became part of us, part of our our family. And as a mom, you just never know. As a human being, you just never know what you do and how it ripples out into the universe. Thanks so much to Michael Tamboni and Francis Schmitz for chatting with me. And thank you so much for listening to this special bonus episode of Kind World. Our show is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikas and Matt Reed do our sound design. Sophie Eisenberg is our WBUR fellow. Catherine Brewer is our managing producer and editor. And Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm Andrea Aswahe, and my co-host is Yasmeen Ammer. We'll be back with a new episode of Kind World on Tuesday. See you then. <laughs>